Sort of what I want to talk about today, tonight, is some of the victories we've had this past year. And I know I'm going to forget some, okay? And I, I rack my brain, I tried to, and then I walk in and I see Chris and Sylvia sitting here, and I said, that, that's another victory for Jesus, you know. But anyway, I want to talk a little bit about that, because sometimes all we think about is the, is the, the discouraging things, isn't it? And uh, so uh, I want to say that uh, I won't be a Chad up here, but uh, I'm going to try to say something that will help us as we go through this week. When the elders talked to Chad, though, about the break through the end of December, we said that as elders we're going to try to do the things that we can do to help us to grow individually and as a congregation. And so some of the things we know we cannot do for various reasons. Some people will not respond. Some people have different ideas about how to accomplish what they want in their life and stuff, but we're, we know that. And so one of the things was that we said to Chad, we're going to help you help us by giving you a little bit of a break. Now, I know the rest of you are sitting out there saying, well, what about talking to my employer and letting me get the rest of the, of the but uh, there's some things we cannot do, okay? Last Sunday night, Chad spoke to us, if you remember, from the book of Nehemiah, and he pointed out some very important things. He pointed out that the people of God was encountering hardships in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. Something they wanted to do. They wanted to do that. And so as I thought about that, listen, and I thought, we've had our hardships too, haven't we? And we had our hardships, and sometimes we think all we have is hardships. But really, we have a lot of victories. You know, if we just look at our lives individually before we even talk about part of the kingdom of Christ, we're just, there's so many victories in our lives. But I want to review some things with, that the congregation has done and has happened in the congregation. And let's just, just think about that. As a congregation, as the, at the end of November this year, we had given in money $131,000 to the work of the church here. Now here's how we've spent it. $7,540 was spent in benevolence. That's helping people. People that are in need and all. We budgeted only 61, but we've done 7540. Our education, we budgeted $4,100 and we spent $3,570 and that's going to be better this next year because of the curriculum that uh, uh, Eric and Daphne, she worked with him, has come up with. It's, it's a great curriculum and it's, it's going to save us some money. 
And we're going to learn a lot, too. We're not just going to have a curriculum. We're learning a lot. Aren't we, Logan? Aren't we learning a lot? Yeah. Logan's got a lot of answers down there in class. And uh, for evangelism, we spent $75,240. We budgeted $77,860, but we're not finished with the year yet. That was, there's a month missing in there. Now, that's both foreign and domestic. We didn't just spend that foreign-wise, or, but that's both. Now, the big thing is, <clears throat> this takes a big part of our budget, is our operating expense here for the, for the church. It takes, takes a lot of money to run, run a place, you know. $44,740 to keep the building up, to, to uh, keep, uh, keep us warm and hot and and keep us all in between. Uh, we budgeted seven, uh, 55360 But I said all this to say, that's a lot that we're doing. Our benevolence doesn't count all the groceries donated by us through the year for the pantry and incidental items where ones can see a need and they do it. There's some people just come by and say, hey, that needs to be done, I'm just gonna do it. And they do it, so we don't know about all those things. One of our families paid off our loan at the bank, which was a sizable amount. One of our families donated a sum to help the preschool, plus do some other things. One of our families uh, right now pays the tuition for one of our students in our preschool. Our preschool is going great. We have a preschool for the first time and it is solvent, isn't it? We're in the black. One member keeps beautiful arrangements for our meeting place here. Not counting all the gifts we get for each other for various reasons and small acts of kindness done or the money used for gas to check on each other, to help each other, those sometimes outside our fellowship and many times outside our fellowship. Our time is hard, our time is hard to put a price on. That's one of the things that Chad was having struggle with. He's putting too much time, maybe. Well, you can't put too much time. But he's putting a lot of time. A lot more than we realize. He's sitting here at the building. A lot of people just come in and demand his time. But there's a lot of us, aren't they, that we're using our time, countless hours, to study, to teach our Bible classes. Let me say something here, okay? If you got a child and you're not making a great effort to get your child here for the Bible class, think about this. These teachers are spending time and money to prepare these classes for your child. So try to get them here, okay? Try to get them here. Because the None of our teachers, very few of our teachers are trained teachers.
teachers, and I mean that by going to some uh, educational institution and being trained to do that. We do it voluntary. And uh, I know that there's some that can do a lot better than I do, but now me and my, my class, we're kind of having a good time and learning some things too. At least I am, Logan. I'm having a good time. Okay. Um, all of these things are for the glory of God and His kingdom. And I know it don't exhaust it. We haven't even got to these good things yet. The baptisms. We had a baptism this morning, Brother Don. It's great. We had a baptism this morning. The baptism, those that have repented, those that have placed membership. It's just, there's just so many things. There is. There's just so many good things going on. There are studies going on in the community right now with people that when they hear the gospel, they're just like, I never heard that before. They'd never had the opportunity to hear it. Am I boring you? I'm just trying to say, we're doing a pretty good job, okay? We're doing a pretty good job. You remember the people in Nehemiah chapter 4? Let's read, let's read a little bit out of that. That's a wonderful story about these people. You remember what Chad read last week about, about them going out there? And they not only had to rebuild the wall, they had to, they had to take guard, didn't they? They had to guard each other so that they didn't get killed. And then they had to endure discouragement when the uh, uh, opposition said, uh, I ain't going to hold nothing. Uh, you don't, you don't want to be doing it. Come on down. Let's talk about this and all. But in verse 6 it says, So we built the wall, wall and the entire wall had joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. I believe the people at Fountain Ed have a mind to work. Now, if you think you're not one of those, you can be one. You can be one. It's not too late. Okay? You can be one of those people that have a mind to work. Because in verse 20, whenever you hear the sound of the trumpet, this is whenever they're going to help each other out. They're going to defend one Rally to us, for he said, our God will fight for us. Our God, the God that we have is greater than the God they have. And if we, we need to go out in the world and see this. I want us to be encouraged tonight that we are doing some great things for God. But I don't want us to settle for less than we can be. Don't settle for less than you can be. I, I told my class, my young boys, you start preparing now to be an elder in the church. And I told our girls, you, you marry elders and deacons and preachers. And that's, that's the attitude we've got to have, okay? We've got to start training. You know why? We learned this morning we talked about that. 
We said that sometimes in your life, Esau was one of these people. He made a mistake in his early in his life that went with him all the way through life. Never could qualify him to be God's person the way God needed. And that's the way with uh, young people need to think about this. Be careful what you do. Sometimes it disqualifies you from ever being what God needs at critical moments in the kingdom of Christ. Okay? Let's think about that. In Galatians 6 and verse 9, the Apostle Paul writing, I love Paul's writings. Let me get there. This is a great chapter. He says a lot of great things. And he starts out in verse 6 and said, Let him who is taught in the word share in all the good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that will he reap. For he who sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And so he says, Let us not grow weary in well-doing, for we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, and especially those of the household faith. And there, there it is right there. He says... Whatever you do in life, right? Do not be weary in well-doing. Someone told me that the other day when I was, uh, <laughs> I was lamenting a few things. They said, do not be weary in well-doing. And I said, okay, okay. So since then, I've been a little more reluctant to, to lament about things. Okay? I haven't spoken very long, but this will be plenty. I just want you to know, uh, and I probably missed something that you can think of that I should have named. I want you to know we're doing a lot of things, but let's just keep doing it. Let's not be wary in doing that, okay? If you're not a Christian, you cannot be part of this. I mean... There's a lot of people try to do things. I see a lot of really, uh, organizations out here in the world doing some of the things, a lot of things that God's people really was given charge to do. And they're getting the credit. God's not getting the credit. But we need to be about our Father's business as Jesus was. And that's not just doing some of these things we talked about tonight only. I mean like helping each other. We need to be about our Father's business teaching the gospel. The greatest uh, feeling you will have if you've never done it is to share the gospel of Christ with someone. The other day, Chad 
sit out here. Matt, they've done this. And others of you, I'm sure, have done it. But it was real interesting whenever they wrote on there, wasn't it? Wasn't it AC? They wrote that Mark 16, verse 16, on there. And when you see it written down plain, it's just, you can't, you can't argue with it. There it is. And it's so easy to tell the world that. But it's hard for the world to filter through all that they've heard. And sometimes it's hard for us to filter through all the things. We've become accustomed to this thing and that thing, and sometimes it's hard for us to make changes in our lives, isn't it? But we need to make changes in our lives when, it's, when it helps the kingdom of Christ. Yeah. So let's be ready to do that. Are you all bored? Are you awake still? Okay, that's what I want you to be awake. We're going to sing the invitation hymn. If you need to obey the gospel, and you, you need to do it, just as Brother Don did this morning. Be baptized for the remission of your sins. If you've done that, but you, you, want, to be, you want to be more active, and, and you feel like you need to repent of your inactivity,